Milk? I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Now here's your host, Ward White, and Glenn Stretch-Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. Oh, it is the press box, ESPN Central Texas, on a glorious Friday afternoon, and I do say glorious. Sun's out here in Central Texas, beautiful day. Doesn't get any better than a Friday, and it doesn't get any better than a Friday because we have got a ton going on in the sports world. And when I say a ton, we want to first of all say good luck to the La Vega Lady Pirates. playing. Uh, they play today at 1 o'clock. Ward Whites will have that play-by-play over on our sister station, Fox. We certainly want to wish them good luck. Uh, Baylor men's baseball tonight, 6.15 on our station here. Pre-game starts at 6.15. Other Big 12 basketball this weekend, Kansas will play at Baylor. Uh, or is that Baylor at Kansas? It's at Kansas. Is that correct, Aaron? No, it's here. It's here. It's here. Yeah. Crying out loud, I can't read the dang schedule. Noon tomorrow at ABC, Oklahoma State is at Texas at 1 on ESPN. Iowa State at UCF, Texas Tech at West Virginia, Kansas State at Cincinnati, Houston at OU at 7, and TCU at BYU tomorrow night, a tough place to play, and the Frogs will definitely have their work cut out for them the way that uh, TCU can shoot the lights out of it. That brings us up to date on Big 12 basketball, a big weekend. You know where I'm wanting to go, Aaron, and that's, What's going on at this Combine? We have got a full afternoon of what's happening at the Combine. We want to prioritize also during today's show what I feel like are going to be the needs for the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll talk initially a little later in the show about free agent linebackers, which I think is the number one position that Dallas is going to have to go at. And then we'll also talk free agent running backs. I know even though Ward is – Doing play-by-play today, he will certainly miss the topic of the free agents and are the Cowboys going to re-sign Tony Pollard? I don't believe they do. So they are either going to have to draft a running back or look in the free agent market. That's something we'll talk about a little later. uh, Also on today's show, we'll have Chip Brown at 12.15 talking all things Longhorns. And at 1.15, we'll bring in George Teague former safety from the University of Alabama, played for us at the Dallas Cowboys, also played the Green Bay Packers. We'll ask him a little bit about Mike Zimmer, Uh, Mike Zimmer and his demeanor. He played for Mike Zimmer, who is the new defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. We'll get George's take on what's going on at the Combine. Who's running today? Who is – what are the top guys that we need to look at – Today you got the defensive backs and the tight ends running. Who does he think some of the top players are uh, as we start to look at that? I stayed up late last night. I couldn't get enough of that. Uh, I couldn't get enough of those 40 times in the combine. I, I really <laughs> couldn't. I'm looking at those edge rush guys, and one of the first guys I flip on and see, Chop Robinson from Penn State, an edge rusher. 
Aaron Sexton running a 4-4-8. That's all you need to know, isn't it? Well, they were flying yesterday. I mean, uh, you're talk- were- we talked about a little bit. Uh, we were, you know, trying to figure out what we were talking about on the show. And, like, the, the ends are running 4-7-5s, and the linebackers are running 4-4-7s. It's, it's mind-blowing how athletic and how well, fast and the players at- are now. Absolutely. You look at Florida State, and uh, it, it doesn't take you long to figure out. And, and, I, and I get it. Minus their quarterback, it was a tough situation to leave them out of the college football playoff. But you certainly understood why they were as good as they are defensively when they've got guys like uh, Braden Fisk. Uh, I get this. Measured 6'4", 292. Runs a 478, 33 and a half vertical jump. This is the more impressive number, a 437 short shuttle. Aaron Donald ran a 439. Now I'm not comparing uh, Braden Fisk to Aaron Donald. The defensive that's the defensive tackle this year coming out out of Florida State. I am not comparing those two guys right now, other than saying that short shuttle is very impressive. And at 292 to run a 478, very impressive. Now, do I want to get carried away and say, oh my gosh, this takes a bigger piece of the pie than what you see on the film and how he plays on the film? Absolutely not. And I'm not going to get that taken out of context. What I am going to tell you is when you see that young man's production who was at Western Michigan, trans goes in the portal, Gets to Florida State, is as productive as he was at Florida State, and then those measurables absolutely jump out at you. And if they don't jump out at you, then you're asleep somewhere because that's something to me that no matter how the game changes, what they do with the game, it is still all about having initially great film, being able to Put yourself out there and let them see you play. But there's also the piece that is measurables. And so I, I, I am enamored with the NFL Combine. I'm enamored with the times. Uh, certainly we'll go over those um, throughout the show uh, and, and, and talk a little bit with, uh, like I said, with Chip Brown at 1215 about some of the longhorns I did see. I don't know if you saw this or not. Aaron Tavondre Sweat, he did finally step on the scale. He didn't step on the scale at the Senior Bowl, but he did step on the scale uh, over at the Combine, six four and a half, three sixty six. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> on the defensive side. Players that big just hardly ever, ever make it in the league. They just don't. Once you pass three fifty for a defensive this. tackle. They, they just wash out at all, like a 98% rate or something like that. Well, I can tell you this, that I don't believe, you know, I don't believe he'll go in to camp weighing that. But, I mean, he is a heck of a football player, and his film does speak for itself. But at 366, at, he, may be, uh, he, may, he may be eating a few too many jumbo jacks for me. So, we got to we – gotta, Get him leaned up and ready to go, and uh, we'll we'll see what's going on. That when you when you look at the rest of what happened, I think yesterday at the combine, 
the most impressive thing for me is how fast these guys are because this has become it really has become an art it's become an art to train for the combine it's become a science to the questions that teams ask and there are so many guys out there educating guys on hey when this team brings you to the board and they ask you this question make sure you formulate your answer here uh, so there is a little bit of heads up uh, as far as uh, guys knowing what to say and when to say it. And certainly NFL GMs um, are being able to, uh, you know, weigh out whether you're really honest with what you're saying or you've been schooled up with what you're saying because you're going to place what you see on the film with what they say. And if those two things don't go together, you know that they're uh, – you know they're not they're not giving you the real they're not giving you the real lowdown for what they and who they are. Uh, I, I did see where the Giants, uh, who picked number nine, had uh, had interviewed J.J. McCarthy. I think that's interesting. I don't know that J.J. McCarthy will be there at nine, uh, so it'll be that's another um, you, you know that's another tidbit something to watch. I know for a fact that there were conversations last night regarding the number three pick in New England and what New England may or may not do with Mac Jones. Uh, might somebody step up like the Raiders? We talked to Q yesterday who covers the Raiders as good as anybody. I believe they are at 13. And with the background that Antonio Pierce has with Jaden Daniels, might the Raiders – look up and bump up to number three in order to get that quarterback that he has a certain familiarity with. I think all of those things, along with the Justin Fields uh, question on whether he uh, is or isn't going to be back in Chicago, uh, what Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, is going to do with that pick. Uh, might he stay right where he is, draft Caleb Williams? They have so many needs on that football team. I can't imagine that he'll do that, but if they feel that Caleb Williams is that generational quarterback, then guess what? Uh, all bets are off, and I could see in a heartbeat Ryan Poles go ahead and pick Caleb Williams. I, I still think the underlying tone is what the commanders will do, how they've um, positioned themselves with hiring Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, we know, has a background with Caleb Williams. And so Caleb Williams is initially from the D.C. area. Those, uh, those stars seem to line up, except they don't have the number one pick. And so that's the thing that, uh, that I think will be interesting, you know, is Washington – just to move one spot, I think the price is heavy. And so would Washington consider doing that? Uh, all those things are, 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 I believe, talks, Aaron, that are in the making right now and that teams are absolutely jockeying to see, especially if they have that grade on Caleb Williams. I'll ask you, I mean, have you seen enough of USC and, and do you think Caleb Williams is a generational quarterback? You know, I mean, when I was wrong on uh, Peyton Manning and 
Ryan Leaf, I kind of gave up trying to project quarterbacks. <laughs> and it is – I think it's one of the toughest things to do in sports. Is it not the toughest. I just think – I think he's going to be really good. I don't know if he's generational or not because I only saw him as a true freshman lose to a really good Baylor team. That's the only time I got to really see him play extensively besides USC highlights. I think the, I think the Bears are going to take him, though. I think they still have another top ten pick to fill other needs. The, the defense wasn't terrible. They don't have as many holes as you might expect on the defensive side. I, I think they're going to keep Caleb. I think they're going to draft Caleb. I don't you, know if it's generational. The, you think the Bears stand pack and draft him? Is that yeah, what I you're do. saying? Yeah, I do. Well, and if they do, then the question becomes who does, you know, who does Justin Fields appeal most to? Is it is it the Atlanta Falcons, uh, a new coach going in there and Raheem Morris, a new offensive coordinator going in there and Zach Robinson, who was the quarterback coach with the Rams? Uh, might Atlanta, uh, you know, trade for Justin Fields uh, if – New England decides to move on from Mac Jones, who would be the best suitor for Mac Jones? I think Mac Jones would fit great in a West Coast offense. So might that be at a place like New Orleans, where I get it, they've got Derek Carr there, but he, to me, he's been just above the Mendoza line. He's just above average. And so then you come – another piece comes into play. Might somebody – be looking to trade for Derek Carr? Might New England stand pat and say, you know what, we're going to stay with what we have in our guy right now, which our guy right now is Mac Jones, you know, a new offensive coordinator and Alex Van Pelt coming to New England. Might they stand pat and say, we're going to build around Mac Jones because I can tell you I've watched a lot of New England film and they are not good. Positionally, the New England Patriots, from a team speed standpoint, they—I don't know that they have a receiver, maybe, maybe one that could run out of sight in a leap year. So that 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 creates a problem as well. So, anytime you look at having multiple early round picks or early first round picks, especially like the Bears do. I would think it would be very enticing to say, let's hold on to our quarterback. Let's maybe trade back a few spots, pick up another two and another three, and all of a sudden the Bears become a very viable challenger to the Detroit Lions in, 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 that, in, in that conference. So uh, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of movement. And when I say a lot, I really do believe that draft day this year, well, there will be as much movement at the top of the board, and maybe as there's ever been. And the reason I'm saying that is because we all know you can have a great team, but if you don't have a quarterback, you're not very good. It's all about the quarterback. And beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, whether it's Jaden Daniels, whether it's you know, Drake May, whether it's – we could go down the – whether it's Bo Nix, whether some people are going to say, man, I believe I could build my championship team around Michael Penix. So guess what? We got we got a lot, a lot to, 
to think about. We got a lot to chop up and discuss. The NFL Combine is going on right now. I'm keeping an eye on that and keeping an eye on, guess what else? Those La Vega Lady Pirates tipping it off at at, uh, 1 o'clock, and we certainly want to wish them good luck. Let's get Chip Brown in here. Let's find out what's going on with the Longhorns, both basketball-wise and Longhorns at the Combine. We'll talk with Chip Brown next on the Press Box, ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball back home at Getterman Stadium hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend. Games against Morgan State, a doubleheader Saturday beginning at noon, a single game Sunday at noon for Baylor Bear softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Bear softball on 101.3 FM. Hey, it's always one of the biggest sales of the year, and it's on right now. The huge trade-in day sales event at the new Volkswagen of Waco. Trade in and trade up while we've got bigger selection and better prices. Great deals on used cars like BMWs and Mazda, Chevys, Kias, Nissan, Ford Broncos, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. Hey, it's trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco at VolkswagenofWaco.com. It's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Oh, it is Press Box here at ESPN at Central Texas, a glorious Friday afternoon. We're, uh, we're talking all things sports like we always do with about 90% of it being football, so that's where we're blessed. We're also blessed to have Chip Brown from Horns 247 join us this afternoon talking all things Longhorns. Chip, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, fellas? How you doing, man? You doing all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, March Madness, baby. Here we go. <laughs> Big win the other night for Coach Terry and the Longhorns to go to Lubbock and do what they did. Uh, talk to us a little bit about maybe uh, not uh, not just the situation with Cunningham. but We know what that was. It was a us versus the world mentality. And guess what? Was he going for the ball? No. He's trying to say, you know what, we're more physical than you are in in your house. But talk to us about overall the win, Coach Terry's posture, and, and, and how the team felt coming out of a big situation like that in Lubbock. Yeah, I mean, that was after the way that Texas looked in their road losses uh, against Houston and Kansas where they just got run over um it was kind of a an eye-opener i mean they came out they they just played unbelievably on both ends of the floor got up 25 and that's that's when the rock cunningham you know hard foul i just got i just got done with a press conference um with rodney terry and asked him you know about that and he said he felt like brock was you know when they when he was in the dead run for the ball, he was trying to get there first, and then, you know, realized he wasn't going to get there first, and it turned into, you know, bracing for contact, whatever. But it it, you know, that play did not help Texas. I mean, it. it I think Texas fans are going to look at Brock Cunningham and and think, I love that guy, you know, because, like you said, it, you know, tough guy play all that and you know look that was Darian Williams is the same kid who in whose elbow opened up Max Aismas's forehead one minute into the game so you know was it a payback hit yeah um but bottom line is 
even with that, because Tech ended up outscoring them 27 uh, or 24 to 7 the rest of the way in a 25 point lead turned into a 12 point win. But, you know, I think the, the key for Texas was how they played up up to that point they played really well and and now you know they got to come home take care of business against Oklahoma State the worst team in the Big 12 but Oklahoma State has players you you can't take them lightly hell Texas is I think the only team in the league with a better record on the road than they have at home um, after losing total head scratchers earlier in the year at home against Texas Tech and Central Florida so um you know they got to get it. They got to they got to maintain momentum because they are on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. They got Baylor in Waco on Monday, and you know it's uh, it's it's crunch time. Every every game matters to their NCAA tournament resume. Talking with Chip Brown from Horns Two Four Seven, Chip, you mentioned Amos getting a shot, having to get the kind of bandaged across his head looked like looked like he'd gone at it with the undertaker a little bit i also think that that guy he he has been in what i would consider a shooting funk and it's almost like he took that shot and it got him out of that funk have they mentioned how he responded to taking such a physical lick yeah i mean i think that was um I think that was impressive from a bounce back standpoint because that was a violent shot that he took. Um, and, you know, he comes out of the game, has to get six stitches, gets the bandage. And then, you know, the tech fans are calling him, you know, they're chanting, he's a pussy willow um, without the willow. <laughs> and I think he was pissed when he came back in and he, you know, he got it going offensively. And, look, teams have sold out to stop him. The three games you were talking about uh, coming into the Tech game stretch, you know, he was 7 of 32 and had scored in single digits three straight games. He hadn't scored in single digits, um, you know, three times in the previous 98 games. I mean, that's how prolific of a scorer he is, but – you know, kudos to Houston, K-State, um, and Kansas. They sent, you know, they trapped him to get the ball out of his hands. They K-State sent three players at him, left Dylan Mitchell and Kendall Weaver unguarded. And, and it, you know, it, it worked for, for Houston and Kansas for sure. So, um, yeah, I think that kid's tough, and I think he's, you know, got a really aggressive mindset, and and they need him. There's no doubt. I mean, they're from a scoring standpoint. You know, or I think Rodney Terry feels like he knows he can count on Dylan Dizou, the six nine forward who leads the Big Twelve in three point shooting, um, and A Smith. <laughs> and then, you know, he's kind of hoping for someone else to step up. Well, it was it was impressive to watch them go in there and, and, and do what they did for sure. I, I, I you know, I, I, I find myself rooting for coach Terry because I do think he, he took over in a, in, in an adverse situation. He did a great job of steering the ship the right way. And then immediately, you know, you hear, well, they're, you know, he's on the hot seat, this, you know what, 
go in there and do what you need to do, and your team played well enough to to show, I think, what a lot of people have said all along, which is that Texas can be a very dangerous basketball team in those situations. So, uh, yeah, they need to handle business against Oak State uh, for, for sure this weekend. When you think of the seeding in the tournament, Chip, I'm talking about uh, and the Big 12 tournament. Uh, who would Texas – Right now, where they sit, who does it look like their first-round matchup would be? Well, it's funny. I meant to look that up. I I saw the other night that they would be in in the bracket away from Houston, which I think is good for them. Um, it's probably good for everybody. But, um, <laughs> you know, they would be the 10 seed, which means they wouldn't have to play um, – that Tuesday game because now that it's a 14 team um, you know league you're going to have games on Tuesday um, Texas would be uh, the the 10 seed but I want to get back to what you asked about Texas being a dangerous team because I do think because of A. Smith's ability to get his own shot and he does need to play off the ball a little bit more a lot of his you know three pointers against texas tech were you know catch and shoot which he likes to do and and so i think ronnie terry's trying to get him into more of those situations um and not where he's handling the ball and teams can trap him to get to get rid of the ball uh, but dylan to because he's so you know he's a he can score at all three levels. I mean, he can score from three. He's got mid-range. He's good around the hoop. I do think that makes Texas a, a bit of a tricky matchup for teams who haven't seen them all year like the Big 12. I mean, that's that's the thing. The teams in this league are so good, and they're so well coached that the, when you're seeing teams for the second time, man – everybody knows everything about you. And, and that's, that's where I think things get interesting. You know, Texas got to get into the tournament, but once they're in, I think they do become a little bit of a, of a tough matchup as long as they're getting, you know, the kind of supporting cast help that they got um, against Texas tech, you know, earlier this week, because, um, you had Kendall Weaver, who's just a huge energy guy. Brock Cunningham played really well up, up till he got ejected. Um, you know, you've got Tyrese Hunter, who can who can go off. But the guy who really looked good was Caden Shedrick, their 6'11 transfer from Virginia, who's been kind of, you know, in and out of the lineup with, with injury, shoulder, back. And if that guy can maintain that level of play um, – that that changes the game for Texas. Talking with Chip Brown from Horns 247. Chip, uh, before we shift and talk about football and Longhorns at the Combine, uh, when you look at the conference as a whole, who is the other? And, and, and we know U of H, Iowa State, Baylor. I mean, everybody knows it, it's, it's a stacked conference. But I'm thinking kind of that, like you said, 9 to 14. And that's for our listener who's thinking about going to fill out his bracket and kind of 
Chip. Uh, hey, we lose you, I'm Chip. Here. Oh, there he goes. We we got we got uh, stretch back. Go ahead, stretch. Okay. We, we, there he is. Hey, we Chip, lost who are the other dangerous teams in, in the Big Twelve? And don't tell me about those top four or five. Give me give me somebody. Give me somebody that uh, that that our listeners can say, hey, you know what? I got to fill out this bracket for the office pool, and and I'm looking for an upset team. Who who do you think is that upset team in the Big Twelve? Well, I mean, I think you look at, uh, you know, well, I we think may have lost him again. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, sir. We yeah. got you. You know, I we think, got you. Uh, I think TCU is a team that just, you know, they've got length. They've got, um, you know, they, I mean, Micah Peavy, six foot eight, shooting threes. I mean, TCU is a team that I think uh, is scary. And then, you know, BYU, my God, the way they play at home, they can, they can spread the floor and they can, you know, shoot threes. I think those two teams are – are scary, you know, and, and if Tech can get Warren Washington back, their seven-footer, look, that was a big deal. He didn't play against Texas, and he's a defensive presence. You know, Tech needs Warren Washington on the floor to be the best version of themselves. So, um, you know, I think those three teams right there, Tech, BYU, TCU, I think those are teams that could all get hot in in uh the ncaa tournament well i gotta i gotta tell you i mean you you know i'm a you said you know i'm a football guy so go ahead chip i'm sorry well you said i couldn't talk about the top four teams because i think baylor's really trending in the right direction so um you know i think this game on monday is going to be a real test of how far both of these teams have come since their last meeting Sure, let me ask you this. Since you're going to talk about the top, you like Mattress Mac, him, him stepping up and placing a million dollars on the Cougars to win it all? You like that bet? I love it. I love it. Mattress Mac, he is he is a trip, isn't he? I mean, he a, He's not afraid to bet it. There's no question. No question. Chip, let's shift gears, talk about the Longhorns at the Combine. Again, talk with Chip Brown, 247 Horns. Uh, Tavondre Sweat. Tipped it in yesterday. He didn't weigh hit the senior bowl. Tipped it in at 366. Any concerns about him being that big? Well, the 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 thing he never should have said that uh, is going to scare the hell out of NFL teams. Um, I think he said, uh, let me find the quote. He said, yeah, um, someone asked him about his weight. He said, I know myself and I know my body. And I know I can't just sit around for weeks or just a week because if I sit down for a week, I gain about 30 pounds. I think he was trying to be funny, but you can't joke like that. You know, I mean, I thought he had a good workout. He ran, you know, what, five two seven in the 40, the third fastest 40 time for a, a player, um, 350 or, or more in combine history. You know, um, but, man, don't be joking about how you sit around and eat Doritos and gain 30 pounds in a week. 
I, I, it's, it's, I, when I saw that, I, I thought, oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, it, yeah, if you sit around for a week, you're non-active, and, and you're eating like the Russians are in St. Louis, you're probably going to tack a few on. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I know Byron Murphy, you know, had a good showing. Today we got, you know, both uh, Mitchell and Worthy working out. Give me some other Longhorns that you think uh, have a chance to impress uh, during the rest of the week at the Combine. Well, I think the, you know, the guy who can really make himself a lot of money is Jatavian Sanders because it's, you know, he he's a tight end. It's not a great or deep draft. I think a lot of people look at, you know, Brock Bowers at uh, Georgia and Jatavian Sanders um, as the top two tight end prospects in this NFL draft. And, um, you know, I think if Sanders has a, a great workout, he can, he can really elevate himself, make himself a lot of money. Like I think Byron Murphy, um, you know, who, if you, I'm not saying they are the same players, but if you, if you look at uh, Byron Murphy next to Aaron Donald, they're cut exact. I mean, they're cut the same way. They're both like six feet, six one, three, three oh eight, and ripped. Uh, and I think Byron Murphy's going to move up, maybe even into the top ten. But Jatavian Sanders, man, if he lights it up, he's so athletic and um, he he's got such good hands. Uh, he's not a great blocker. That's going to be the the detriment. You know, stretch. You're better equipped to to say how much that will get held against him. He played hurt this year, so some of his games were not, you know, pretty from that physical standpoint. Um, but I think I think he has a chance to really, uh, really help himself uh, at this combine. Well, we, you know, I I do think that you put on the film of Tavondre Sweat, and I get it. I mean, he's he's heavy right now, uh, but he's, to me, the film outweighs much more of uh, of the what he, what he weighed in at. I, it scares me a little bit that, uh, you know, was he getting ready for the combine? Was he really getting himself in the best shape he could get in? And to me, that that hinders the process a little, but you know, he's a player. I, I, I love his size. I love his mass. I love the fact that he can, and he needs to get in the right defense, but I think he get in the right defense. He, he, he will be a force to be reckoned with. And if he can keep that, you know, he can keep himself kind of in that sweet spot. I get it. You get out of the season. You want to get away from football a little bit. You want to stay out of the weight room, but you, you can't, Again, you can't go down and, you know, sit at, sit at Taco Bell and, and, and eat burritos till the damn world looks flat either because you're going to have issues. Uh, going into spring ball, I know we've talked with you about this a few weeks ago. Give us some things you think spring ball-wise you're looking for from Texas this year and some areas you think they need to improve in. Well, I mean, there's no question that you, you lose uh, guys from the receiver room like, you know, Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, Jordan Whittington. And then you go bring in a bunch of transfers, uh, Isaiah Bond from Alabama, Matthew Golden from Houston. Um, Now Silas Bolden, 
who's a little rocket ship from uh, Oregon State. They call him the Beaver Joystick, by the way. Um, <laughs> All right. Hopefully that hopefully that nickname will not stick uh, at Texas. But you know, uh, Bolden will not be on campus until June. But I'm hearing that. You know, I mean, obviously they Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning. You know, they got to develop chemistry with these receivers, and and that's why I think spring football uh, is is so significant because obviously those dudes are all talented. Um, uh, but you gotta, you gotta have a comfort level. And, and so that, that's why this off season, I think is so important for the offense and you lose Jatavian Sanders, the tight end I was just talking about, but you, mm-hmm. you get Amari Nyblack from Alabama, another feed down the field, stretch the field, tight end, um, who actually had a better yards per catch average than Sanders last year. Um, they got to develop chemistry. And then defensively, you know, in addition to trying to replace Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, um, and, you know, that'll go to Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton, um, but they also brought in a transfer from Arizona, Tia Savea. Uh, they, need, they need to get an idea what he's all about and, and those players need to get on the same page with their new defensive line coach, Kenny Baker, who Steve Sarkeesian hired from the Miami Dolphins. So, and in the secondary, I mean, look, the, the, I think the safety play, um, they rotated so many guys at safety and it, it just, you know, was that to keep guys fresh? Was it because they didn't trust, you know, enough guys at the, at the top of that, too deep you know they bring in Andrew Makuba from Clemson who was unbelievable as a freshman in 2021 um, then had injuries and kind of fell out of the uh, pecking order at Clemson he's a kid from Austin they need him to come through you know last year Jalen Catalan came over from Arkansas with an injury history and got injured and, and it didn't work out and um, they need Andrew Makuba because Jaron Thompson left. He went to Auburn. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Keaton Crawford left. And um, so some of your veteran experience at safety just walked out the door and they really need him uh, to, to kind of come in, sit in, be able to lead by example at the very least. So um, I think those are some areas and, you know, they lost one of the best punters in the country last year, and they're going to rely on a freshman. And that's not something that Steve Sarkeesian has done. He and Jeff Banks have typically gone and found graduate transfer punters to come in for one year. And, and then they recruited this Michael Kern out of St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida, and he's apparently one of the best punters, you know, in, in high school, and he'll be here uh, in June. Well, that's, they got a lot to look forward to in spring football. Chip, where can they find you and uh, tell us a little bit about what's on the site right now? Yeah, horns, uh, horns247.com is, uh, is the, the website, and chipbrown247 on social media, you know, always, uh, always uh, appreciate it. And, you know, football season never ends, right, Stretch? 
Never ends, brother, and we appreciate your time on a Friday afternoon to jump on with us. Have yourself a grand weekend, brother. All right, you too, my man. Appreciate you. There he goes, Chip Brown from Horns. 247, a lot to, uh, lot to digest right there, basketball, football. We'll take a quick break and bring back Stephanie for a little uh, Stephanie Sports Talk. We'll do it next in the Press Box here at ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season with a senior day matchup with Oklahoma State Sunday in Foster Pavilion. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Sunday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville in Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection, metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. We ensure you'll have everything you need, commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud of Middle Lothian High School to speak to the football team, and he asked this kid to come or, you know, made it a surprise for him. Well, Zeke is 16 years old, and his dream was to play football and be a military pilot. So when he was in the, I guess it was the seventh grade, he started feeling really lethargic, and having some chest pains, and when he would sleep, it would hurt. Um, so he went to the doctor and found out he had a leaky heart valve, and it had to be replaced with the mechanical one. Oh, wow. I know. So, you know, it kind of just ruined his dreams of following his football uh, career. You know, he wanted to play in college. He actually wanted to play at the University of Texas. Go Longhorns, just a little plug there. I know you don't like the Longhorns, but... <laughs> St- <laughs> Stretch will appreciate that. I know, right? Go, go UT. Anyway, so he had to have the surgery done. And so because of that, and the fact that he's going to be on blood thinners for the rest of his life, um, there went his football dreams, you know, out the window. So he switched gears, and now he is a track star, and he's on the track team. Well, he felt like he was like, his didn't have the same friends, didn't, wasn't running around the same group. So, he had to switch gears, like I said. So, being that he wasn't on the football team, here comes Lamar Hamlin hearing his story, knowing that this kid has had some heart problems. And, of course, you know, uh, Hamlin had himself. So, he surprised the kid by showing up, bringing him up in front of the group, and handing him a football and said, you're my first-round draft pick. Welcome to Chasing M's team. And, you know, just sat there and talked with him. They got a picture. The news was there. And Hamlin said it it just inspired him because, you know, you don't realize that there are kids out there who have heart problems who can't follow their dreams of being in sports or athletics. Um, so the fact that this kid is actually being able to be in track is a miracle within itself. So I thought that was a cool story that – here you are, uh, a professional football player. You went through an experience. Your life was saved because of the medics and um, the medical staff that was there on site to help, uh, you know, you through the experience. Anyways, I just thought it was great. 
Um, and so if you want to know information about his foundation, it's called ChasingImpsFoundation.com. And like I said, during the off season, he's traveling around different communities, getting involved and really uh, wanting kids, especially kids, to know CPR and the awareness and the importance of it. So I just thought that was a cool story. That is. That's a really cool story. Yeah. It actually made NBC Nightly News yesterday, and um, I read it this morning. I didn't see it around. Of course, I don't watch Well, you're probably news working. Much, so, yeah. Right. I was about to say, how did I not see it on local news? Well, I watch it, local news. But yeah. I kind of keep up with, you know, the online version. But anyway, that's a... Uh, so. Right. So, and you know how I feel, and I've said this with Mosley before and Ward, that... You know, when God gives you a platform like that or, you know, you're in your community and people know who you are, you know, use it for the good. And so I just really, you know, I uh, have a lot of respect towards Lamar Hamlin for everything he went through and the fact that his goal in life is not just football. It's giving back to the community, helping others. And so anyways, check his foundation out. I read up on it today and it's it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. And uh, what was the name of his foundation again? Chasing chasingmsfoundation.com all right and that's the more hamlin's found charitable foundation if you want to learn check more, that out yeah learn it more is, about it sounds it. like a great foundation it is and great it cause. will show you like events where he's gonna be where he'll be speaking and uh that he's he's even got toy drives that he does you know so anyways just that's your little sports talk for today nothing nothing you know goofy silly but just kind of inspiring that you know I like it. It's a nice change of pace. Nice, I know, right? Not so serious. And you had the local angle with him, it being in, in the, Texas, right, right up the street earlier this week. Well, it's, it is God's yeah. country, so He knew where to go. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so have a happy Friday, and I will see you guys on Monday. Thank you, Stephanie. That's Stephanie Sports Talk. She will return Monday. Coming up next, more with Glenn Stretch Smith. Talking about the NFL Combine, this is the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's, with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight, live from Rudy's, beginning at 6, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and basketball head coach Scott Drew. That's tonight from 6 till 7 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, here on ESPN Central Texas. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. 
Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. It's the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. So you can walk and run and climb stairs, play golf, play tennis, move again, pain-free. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients who have reclaimed their mobility. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Zero, zero. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. That is the press box here at ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Stretch-Smith. Ward White's Aaron Sexton. I said Ward White's, but Ward's over doing the La Vega Lady Pirates basketball game, I believe, just tipped off about two minutes ago. We want to wish them the best of luck on their uh, drive to win another state championship. Uh, we will have George Teague here at 115 talking all things combine, Cowboys, his experience. Uh, always fun to catch up with George and uh, – Really good guy, high school athletic director up in Dallas, but does a great job with his podcast. So we'll we'll catch up with George here at 115. As I, Aaron, as I look at uh, the Cowboys' needs, and you have to start stacking up what are their weaknesses, where do they need, in what position do they need to address most? Uh, 
with a new defensive coordinator coming in here, and we'll ask George about that too, Mike Zimmer. He played for Mike Zimmer. You know that Mike Zimmer is big into stopping the run. He's going to want to be more sound in and more physical to stop the run. Having said that, I believe the Cowboys' number one priority is linebacker. And as you start to develop your roster and put together what you want to do for the 2024-2025 season, right now I can guarantee you the pro scouting department is looking at the free agent linebackers. Then the question becomes, do we have the money to go out and pay one of these top linebackers, or are we going to have to say we've got to we've got to do a great job of drafting so that we can get that guy, kind of that third or fourth round guy? Cowboys have had great success in that fourth round, whether it was Chris Canty is the defensive lineman who played here for a while, Marion Barber's a running back. We know Dak Prescott was drafted in the fourth round. I think it is a deeper linebacker class, and – we need to, and I'm sure they're going to take a look at that from a standpoint of what's at the combine and who are the top linebackers coming out this year from a college standpoint. I want to talk about right now who I think are the top linebackers coming out in free agency because I did see with the Cowboys discussed with Michael Gallup. I'm sure his uh, – their future and what they want to do with Michael Gallup. I do not believe Michael Gallup will be on this team. Uh, I don't think they can afford to pay he and C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons. So they're going to have to look at free agent linebackers, at least from a let's take a gander standpoint, even if they're not able to afford, you know, somebody like, say, Levante David, uh, the Tampa Bay linebacker, or Patrick Queen, the Baltimore linebacker, who I think are going to get excessive salaries. Um, I started looking at guys, maybe Aaron, that have a little, uh, that, that are a little older. I, I, I like the possibility of maybe seeing what it would take to get a guy like Bobby Wagner from Seattle. Uh, Jordan Brooks from Seattle, they got a new coaching staff. Do they do they value uh, their current roster guys as much as uh, Pete Carroll and his staff valued those guys? I think those are things that the Cowboys have got to take a look at. And I also think that uh, when you look at free agent linebackers, you've got to be able to rank those guys. You've got to be able to put a good money value on on a guy. And and so when you are gauging that, you're also looking at age. You're also looking at the history of uh of injuries and those type of things. And then the terms and how long you want to look at signing one of those guys for. So, you know, Bobby Wagner, I would love to see the Cowboys, you know, at least make an exploratory call to a guy like Bobby Wagner to see what his interest level is with staying in Seattle and might he want to, you know, might he want to turn the page and, and, and look at finishing his career somewhere else. 
the other position to me, to me with the Cowboys is going to be running back, and I think it's linebacker first, running back second. I'm, the Cowboys let Zeke go. Um, they learned their lesson on overpaying for a running back. I know this is something that you have talked about multiple times, Aaron, uh, overpaying for that position. I think those days are over with in the NFL. Um, I think that's why the Giants are seeing what they want to do with the guy like Saquon Barkley, who is as good a running back from a free agent standpoint as there is out there. Um, he, he, he understands protections. He knows how to dual read the front side, uh, which means he's got not only the Mike linebacker, but the Sam linebacker if it's to the strong side, or he wants to look the Mike to the Will linebacker if it's to the weak side and they're turning that protection. And I know I get into talking a little too much heavy football jargon at times, but I think at that position, that's something you've got to be able to do. You've got to be able to protect the quarterback in a physical way right now the way the game is. You look at how Clyde Edwards-Alaire and what he does at Kansas City, he is a heck of a pass-protecting running back. So you've got to be able to do that along with get that tough inside yard. Letting Zeke get out of here I don't think was a great move for the Cowboys. I think they had to do it because of the financial situation they were in, but I don't think that was the best of scenarios for the Cowboys because Zeke was such a good pass protector. Uh, Josh Jacobs is out there in free agency, the running back from Las Vegas. We hear Ward talk all the time about (laughs) Derrick Henry. Go ahead. No, I was just – I knew where you were going with that. Yeah, and so, you know, he likes Derrick Henry. The fourth-rated guy on my board is Tony Pollard. We did not get the – Productivity out of Tony Pollard that I think the Cowboys needed last year. I think that's a twofold situation. One is that a you know a change of offense. Uh, they went to a West Coast system, which is a more it's a more wordy offense. It's a little more difficult to get the running game going there, and it didn't. Tony Pollard didn't play particularly well until about week ten or eleven of the season. So. I don't think Tony Pollard comes back here. Uh, Austin Eckler from the Chargers, DeAndre Swift to the Giant—I'm um, excuse me—who the Lions traded to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins at Baltimore uh, and Devin Singletary at Houston are the free agent running backs. My gut feeling, as I sit here today, March one, I don't believe the Cowboys will look to put the kind of money that it's going to take to get one of these guys. However, you think that money might be a little different than maybe what it's been in the past, Aaron. Yeah. And I think just because they're a, because people have finally figured out that you just can't spend that kind of money on running backs. It's, it just kills your salary cap. You'd see what it did to the Cowboys when they had to pay Dak and they had already paid Zeke, you know, they, they were scrambling for two years to try to find money. There's so many, you know, you mentioned most of them, so many veteran running backs out there that I think the Cowboys can find their favorite three or four if they're pretty close in talent, they think. Get one, you know, close to what the Lions got David Montgomery for, which I believe is like a two-year, 10 or $11 million deal. And then you draft a, 
a running back in third or fourth round, and you're pretty set, I think. I think that would do the trick in filling your running back room. Well, I've always been from the school that you got to have – you need – you need a mixture in the room, which means a mixture of a veteran guy who can set the pace, who understands uh, the mental grind of playing a 17-game season, and then you need the younger you know, uh, guy that can mix and mesh with the, with, with the veteran guy. So uh, Cowboys are going to have uh, – some things that they're going to have to address in free agency. And the first thing is going to be the quarterback. Uh, do they want to give him a long-term deal? And then once that's done, I think a lot of these other pieces of the puzzle uh, will fall into place. But it, don't mistake, don't make any mistake about it. This is going to be a big year for the Cowboys from a draft standpoint. There will be a lot of pressure on Will McClay and his scouting staff to make sure they get it right. There is no... There is no room in the Cowboys' roster for a swing and a miss. And I'm saying that because we know that the window of opportunity shuts a little bit, whether they can bring Tyron Smith back in, whether they can – we have a lot of questions out there, but this is a football team that's – it's starting to get a little age on it. You know, you got Zach Martin. He's starting to get a little uh, age in the fact that defensively – you know, you got Lawrence, you got Dorrance Armstrong. We know they're probably going to lose Van Der Esch, uh, the ninth year for the quarterback. So uh, being able to balance that roster up is something that is going to be a real challenge, and that's why I'm paying such close attention to the combine, what's going on at the combine, who's doing what at the combine, because no matter what anybody says, they can say whatever they want, it is still a big part of the game. Measurables still count, especially when we talk about football. Let's take a break. Bring George Teague back in here. Let's talk all things combine. Cowboys, Mike Zimmer. We'll touch them all with George Teague next on the Press Box here at ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes. You know, we've got to find a way working with students, working with fans where it can't be immediate. There needs to be some lag time so that the opposing team can leave safely. I'm with Billis. I'd like to see more arrests on the court. I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> more citations, that kind of thing. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, when you get that tax refund check, don't blow it. Shop the big trade-in day salesman happening right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. Come on, tax time, car time. And we've got a great selection of brand spanking new Volkswagen Taos, Jetta, Tiguan, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. It's happening right now. Trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. Hey, look, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi ribeye chicken fried steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. We're I-35 of the Brazos River meet the Brazos Landing, Waco. 
Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at Precision PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated member SIPC and NYSC. It's the time of year to enjoy life. Stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. Pro athletes have been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you. So you can walk and run and climb stairs, play golf, play tennis, move again, pain-free. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients who have reclaimed their mobility. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the press box, ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Stretch Smith, the... Uh, the sidekick of Ward Wyatt's, who's off doing La Vega women's basketball. They tip it off at 1.30 today. I said 1 o'clock earlier. That was the pregame show. They tip it at 1.30. Good luck to the La Vega Lady Pirates. But it's Glenn Stretch-Smith and Aaron Sexton here driving this train today. And we're extremely blessed to be joined by former Alabama Green Bay Packer and Dallas Cowboys safety George Teague. George, how you doing on this Friday afternoon? Yeah, it's a wonderful day. I'm glad this uh, weather then kind of got right for us. I was freezing a couple of days ago, so I'm glad to have some 70 degree weather back. Hey, hey, amen, brother. We'll get to we'll get to some combine things in a minute, uh, George. Zimmer coming in here now. It's been it's official. He is the defensive coordinator. You played for Mike Zimmer. You understand how he runs his meeting room, the demands that he makes of his players. Uh, I know you do your Teague's Take podcast, and I, I'm sure it's something you've discussed already. Talk to us a little bit about 
how you think Mike Zimmer will transition this Cowboy defense into more of a physical run-stopping style and then how he looks at, at and what he likes to draft from a personnel and a personality standpoint, George? Yes, I, man, I think it's a tremendous hire. Um, I'm not biased just from the sense that he coached me or whatnot. I just think that his, his football brain and his defensive brain absolutely fits to what the Cowboys need. Um, one, the first one is I think he understands personnel and the type of size and strength of where they need to fit into the defense. So he's going to inherit some really good guys. And so I got to watch him uh, maybe two years ago, stretch, um, personally, in camp, and how he positioned guys by scheme to give them the opportunity to make plays. Um, I think. So I think that's really going to be good for not just Micah, but others. But he's got, a, you know, he's got a really good person who can make some things happen up front, not to even talk about the secondary pieces that he may have with Ron Bland, Diggs, and if Gilmore um, is around. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how he puts people there. I do know that he likes big, fast guys. Linebacker core that we have, they're fast, but they're not that big, right? Marquise Bell, um, Damone Clark, a little bit smaller, um, talented, but not with – I don't think it's what um, Zim is going to necessarily want to play with. Uh, so I think he'll have some influence on maybe how he uses, who they draft, um, you know, what does Van Der Esch look like when he comes back, and things of that nature. So those two pieces, along with his relationship with him, um, I had a lot of head coaches, some some different secondary coaches and defensive coordinators. With them bringing his, his trust and hard hard work, hard nose type of stuff, able to relate to each player individually and knows what button to push. So he curse somebody out, you know, to get one person motivated, but he'll know that on the other guy he might need and say, "Hey man, what, what do you see? What's going on?" Um, so I think he's a perfect fit for where the Cowboys are at. Um, to get us to the next level. Talking with George Teague, former safety of the Dallas Cowboys and Alabama Crimson Tide. George, uh, today we've got the defensive backs and the tight ends at the combine. Some people, some people value the combine. Some people don't value the combine. Some people I've heard it, well, it's underwear Olympics. Well, it's this. Well, it's that. I've always been from the school that it is measurables. There will always be a value in measurables when drafting and evaluating players. I don't care at what level. I think it's a little more at the NFL level because I do believe that uh, teams look for certain characteristics in certain players. What you just talked about, how Mike Zimmer values, say, the position of linebacker and the way the linebacker should run or the time he should run. Talk, go back and talk to us about coming out of Alabama, you going to the Combine, how that affected you and how you felt like the Combine experience was for you as a player. Yeah. Well, first, <laughs> Stretch, I need you to know, you know why they have the DBs go first, right? Because we're the most important uh, position on the <laughs> field anyway. So, so they put the stuff up early so they can let people go ahead and see it get on with the day. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
DBs, you know, they got to watch the guys work, right? What do their hips look like? Can they run? And more importantly, what kind of attitude do they have, I think. So, yes, value in the combine is, you know, there's some speculation. It's always on the tape. Just watch and see if they can play in the game. You should be able to see it. Uh, yeah, um, but you're right. How how do you run? And let me watch your mechanics a little bit more in person. Let me get my own time on you, my own watch. Let me actually see how tall you are. Um, so that's really, really important. So when I went to the combine, um, I actually didn't run um, at the combine. Um, it was a scary choice for me. But the reason why I'll tell you, so back in the day, my day 30 years ago or whatever it was, um, you know, I had to play in essentially three bowl games. So we played in the national championship. Then I played in the, the senior bowl. Then I played in the Japan bowl. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare with someone who was on the bubble. And I think that's the difference that we need to look at. I'm saying on the bubble, I was projected to be a third or fourth round originally. Um, and I knew how I performed in front of those coaches were going to be super important. So I didn't know if I was going to be ready. And uh, what was essentially was less than 30 days. Um, so I opted to try to push. I went to the combine, made sure I got my testing, did all my mental stuff, but I didn't do any drills. I wanted to wait for the pro day so that I could be totally, totally um, ready. It was a risk, but it kind of paid off for me um, because then they all got to see I knew they were all going to be there because we had, you know, the fourth and fifth <laughs> draft pick that year also as defensive linemen. So I knew they were all going to be at our pro day. I do think it's important for guys to go in a, in a 10 because teams can learn more about you. What kind of leadership stuff do you have? How do you interact with people? Are you an alpha dog when you got a bunch of guys like that? There's a lot of things that I think the organization wants to see outside of you. You know, playing the game is just, are you going to be the guy that steps up and, and gets everybody going? Because it's kind of hard to get motivated when you got a bunch of strangers, so to speak, in a group. Um, and who's going to who's gonna be that callous and say, hey, man, this is my show. You know, I'm going to outdo him. I don't care who he is. So um, it's always fun um, to see and watch and to learn how guys do at the combine. Uh, and, and, and I agree with you on every one of those points. I always thought that, as a coach going to the combine, I wanted to see the guy, and, I, and I've used the term, you know, on the hoof. I want to see what he looks like. I want to, I want to stand next to him. I want to see when they go in to bench, two twenty-five. I want to, I want to see how they act, how they, you know, how do they interact with the strength coach at the time, which I think was John Lott, who's a real boisterous guy, and you know, how how do they. How do they carry themselves in all of those situations? When you went in, George, talk to us a little bit about when you got interviewed. And I'm talking about when teams would bring you in and, and ask you about your football acumen, ask you about the X's and O's side of what you did at Alabama. Talk to us a little bit about those interviews and give us some insight into how teams interacted with you once they brought you in and, and, and started to interview you to ask you those questions. Yes, it was very interesting, especially as a young guy, because you don't really know what they're trying to get to, right? So when you're speaking with position coaches or head coaches, um, yeah, they're trying to get to know you. And But I think it felt like, for me, it felt like they were trying to figure out if I had enough confidence to make 
critical decisions, you know, and not be afraid to make it. You know, is, is he a corner? Is he a safety? What are these kind of things? What is he best kind of fit, right? Um, because your words do matter. So when they – and it was multiple teams. I had them at the school, at the combines, and it was all really about how, how do you handle situations, giving me real game type of things. You know, okay, and now what do you do? You know, you're out in the game. We just uh, turn the ball over on offense. Our backs are against the wall. You got a player who <laughs> may not be doing as well. Oh, and it could be me personally, you know, what do you say? How do you get out of this funk? You know, and then they're quiet and then they let you talk and you have to really start saying, okay. And they're probably trying to figure out, is he lying? Is he not? Does it match up to his tape? You know, and things of that nature. Speaking about workouts, you know, how are you in the weight room? Uh, tell me about other guys in the weight room that you might have liked or that you've seen. Um while you're in college, you know, what, what are, like you said, your strength coaches, what do those people mean to you? Do you confide in them? Do, they, do you believe what they say? So it's, there's so much, and it's very interesting because it's so psychological. <laughs> you know, now looking back at it, I know that they were trying to play my mind, right? And I think that's why someone like Zim, for instance, that I'm talking about his coaching, um, or Dick Geron might be another name that I want to give you because he was the one at Green Bay when I was there, when I first went there on the way that he and Ray Rhodes interviewed me and talked to me, they were trying to figure out, was I going to fit their system? Did I have the personality that they really needed? And that's why stretch actually why, you know, a lot of people want to draft me as a corner, but their whole intention now that I know is really to try to see if I can make calls on defense um, because four games into the season, although I was drafted as a corner, I ended up being the starting three safety. And I think they liked the way I answered questions from a leadership. Hey, can I line people up? Did I know the calls? You know, those kind of things. So it gets really – it's tedious. It's nerve-wracking because they don't give you a grade at the end of your interview, and you're just kind of wondering, like, ah, how'd I do? <laughs> you know, kind right. of thing. Um, but – you know, it's part of it. You're going to have to do it. It doesn't depend on how good you are. You know, 32 teams or something. You're going to be talking to a lot of guys and it gets redundant, but but it's very important. When you talking with George Teague, former safety of the Dallas Cowboys, and the Alabama Crimson Tide in a little bit of time with the Green Bay Packers, you know how I've got to put that third. I'm sorry, George. But talk to us about the Wonderlick test, about the, the you know, the, the – they want, to, they want to see how smart you are. They want to give you that timed test that's not really football-related. What were your thoughts after taking that wonder lick? And did you, did you have a feeling that you'd done well on it? Or, man, I don't know how I did. Or, you know, did you come out of that feeling like, boy, what a waste of time it was? Give me your thoughts on that wonder lick test. Yeah, no, that was um... – I'm saying personally, I felt like it was a waste of time, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, you know, it's those things. You know, they're trying to – you see the same question and they try to trip you up and see if you're telling – it's the same thing. You know, you answer a question, but somewhere later down the thing, it's kind of stated the, differently, but you really should have the same answer. Uh, <laughs> and I felt like I did very well on it um, just because of that. Piece. You know, now I came from an organization and a coach, Bill Curry and Gene Stalins, who always kind of prepped us on, on stuff like this. You know what I mean? Um, 
and how to get us to talk and to read and to really to listen to what people were saying. So when I took this test, it was, to me, it was easy. Um, uh, I don't know what my actual score was, but I knew I knocked it out of the park. Um, I still feel that way. Um, just because you, if you have any type of, uh, this may sound negative and I apologize to you. What is it? It just, so much of it is common sense and knowledge, you know, that you may have got from your folks and parents that you can pass that thing. Um, regardless, um, if you just apply yourself the correct way. Sure. Uh, going station to station at the combine. Okay, go over here and run a 40. Okay, go over here and do the vertical jump. Okay, go over here and do the three-cone shuttle. Okay, go over here and do the 5-10-5. Did it get nerve-wracking once you'd done those interviews then to have to go station to station and, 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 and do that workout and know that all of those GMs, all those guys are sitting right there watching you? I used to be, and I say that because I remember my first time with when I when I went to the combine and they they were that that's before they were letting teams get up in the boxes. I mean everybody was sitting in the stadium. You'd be sitting right next to maybe Al Davis. You'd be right there and you'd be like, "That's Al Davis. That's a guy that that's Mister Football himself." Does it get in your head? Or are you knowing he's standing there with that stopwatch and his glasses halfway pulled down, and they had the rhinestones on him and and he was in the black sweatsuit and you knew he had that stopwatch on you was was that nerve wracking and then going station to station knowing they're videoing every single move that you make going station to station probably made me for the first time realize what it was like to be a a young lady that came into the club and she looked really good and everybody just kind of <laughs> looking at you and then following you around because it was like meat market, man. You're just going like, dude, you ain't got to be looking at me like that. Why, you know, why you take your shades off? Or, you know, don't be squeezing my arm and touching on me like that. You know, because I know everything they're doing, they're trying to figure out, right? is he tight? Is he, you know, let me see his hamstrings or, or whatever, you know, and it's just like, come on, man. You know, it, it felt gross um, to me in that sense, from that standpoint, it's just like, Bro, this is like meat market heaven. So many dudes standing there right next to each other just looking like, oh, my gosh, all these people just got off the bus. And which one do we want? You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's weird. I'm sorry. Maybe, um, but so from that standpoint, it was kind of uh, a turnoff for me personally because I didn't, I didn't want to be in the light like that. Now, what I did like from a competitive standpoint, right, is at the end of a event or the – um, drill, right? Everybody being down on the 40 yard line or something with their stopwatches and everybody looking at it after you run and you're waiting to hear that result because then you got a result, you know, and you had a goal or something and you could, you could see all the pins start writing, you know, or something like, oh, that means something probably good or it could be the other way, right? That was bad. And love part of the, but I think that's what most, uh, most of the great players will tell you that I think they like that bit of attention from a performance standpoint. You know, hey, I just blew that out of the water real to the T. And you can hear it when the coaches are coaching you um, or talking about it. Or you can see guys' faces like, ooh, that was legit, you know. Um, uh, a little mixed pieces uh, in between the drills, uh, not so much. But in the drill, it's like playing the game. You want to get after it. Sure. Talking with George Teague about his 
NFL Combine experience. George, I have one more question I want to ask you about the medical side. And you talked about feeling like a, you know, feeling just like a, like a piece of meat to those NFL scouts, to those NFL owners. What did it feel like when you had to go through the medical side of it, when you had to bring all your x-rays, your MRIs, when those doctors and those medical guys, I'm sure they were pulling and doing everything they could on you, trying to see what kind of sound body does he have. Most fans, they, they get enamored with what they see on TV. What you see on TV is the running, the jumping. What you don't see is what George is talking about, the interview side of it. And what you don't get to see is the medical side of it. What did it make you feel like when you were going in and talking to those team doctors and those trainers and how they were questioning maybe some of the things in your background and what you had been through while you were at Tuscaloosa and, and at the University of Alabama? Well, I think particularly with the medical side, I think they were trying to find a reason not to draft you, not a reason to. Is he hurt? What is really me? They're looking at, you know, they got every one of your medical finger injury so they're they're prying um honestly you know and that was another reason why i was worried about it me personally hey you know my ankle's a little bit banged up it ain't serious but you know when they start putting their thumbs and fingers in there trying to make you jump you know that might cost you a hundred thousand dollars or a million (laughs) (laughs) you know or something and so it's it was tough um and at some point, you know, or just think about it. So the guy from um, Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry, I heard they just found, you know, he had a fracture in his foot or, or something. Um, and maybe it's something they can get past. But it's the things that they're looking for like that. Like, okay, what is really wrong with him? We were talking about why does he walk like that? Why does it look like? Get down in there and find out. Um, and you know that stretch. You did it. They did it at any time they brought another player in. In the season, if they need something, they're always trying to find out, man, do we really want to give this guy, you know, how long is he going to be good? (laughs) You know, we're going to have to have some kind of settlement or something. And that's the business part of it. So that medical piece was, is nerve wracking. You know, you got to go through it. That is the one thing that I did at the combine, Um, you know, the height, the weight, the medical, um, to get all that kind of stuff out of the way. Um, But it hurt like hell in spots that I'm, wasn't even hurt, like I said. I mean, trainers and the doctors, it felt like the worst sports massage you could ever get. <laughs> you hurt when you walk out, like, good Lord, what is he trying to do? <laughs> I'm trying to go perform here. Um, so, but I get it, you know. They say, hey, we're about to invest millions of dollars to you and want to make sure that you can that you can perform. And 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 I, I, I know that uh, jumping on here and getting on with us today and it and, and, and brings a lot of insight to what's going on at the NFL Combine. George, what's going on with your podcast? Tell us a little bit about who you got and what's coming up on Teague's Take. Yes, sir. So um, Wednesday night we're actually going to have another one of the guys that you – George Hageman is going to come on uh, on Teague's Take. He was an offensive lineman. My boys. Um and that'll be Wednesday at 8.15 p.m. on YouTube live. I'm actually going to be talking about some of this stuff, but really about how do you train and get ready for a, a combine and when does all this stuff really start happening now? School, you know, kids are starting to train 
so much earlier for position specific stuff, you know, or are you better prepared or not for this? Uh, we're actually on the, actually um, break down um, line play call. I know you know like that stuff as a tight end. How do you defend against a four two five and overload blitzes and stuff? So we're we're gonna uh, get on the chalkboard a little bit and start talking about a defending overload blitz when you send four over two. Uh, you know, what's a quarterback got to do? So it'll be kind of fun. Well, that is that is exciting. I mean, anytime you can talk X's and O's with NFL guys, you get a chance to tune in to Teague's take. I know it's I know it's exciting podcast. I know it's a good podcast. I know it's something you pour you and your son pour a lot of energy and your time into. So, uh, good luck with that. If there's any way that O Stretch can help you, you know I'll help you any way I can. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys very much and. I'm going to go watch some uh, high school soccer here now down in Houston. Our JP2's in the playoffs. So we're, I'm going to go be AD and help us root on for a win. Appreciate it. Attaboy. Attaboy. You got to wear, you got to wear multiple hats when you get older, George. I know that's something you understand. Sometimes you got to be the AD at JP2. Sometimes you got to be the head guy at the podcast. And sometimes you got to jump on here with Stretch and give us your opinions and your insight. In the press box, uh, we do appreciate you taking time today. Good luck and safe travels, George. Anytime. Talk to you soon. There he goes, George Teague, former safety of the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, Green Bay Packers, and the Dallas Cowboys. I know, I know, uh, Aaron. You said you 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 still appreciate that hit he put on Terrell Owens, and I think most Cowboy fans, <laughs> hey, hey, they don't want to stand for that. And even today. It's something that, uh, that that you like to shed a little light on, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, like he's still one of my all-time favorite Cowboys. He was a great player, but mainly for doing that. And, man, if Terrell Owens had looked down for one second longer, we would, <laughs> we would be talking about it and looking back on it probably even more lovingly. <laughs> but he did think... look up and get a chance to brace for impact. Yeah, it's going to be – it will it will be something that will be talked about for for a long time, and, and, and it's a highlight, low light, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, George wasn't standing for that. I he he brought great insight into Mike Zimmer, what Mike Zimmer brings to the Cowboys, what he's got going on. I'm uh, I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on this combine, and we're gonna be keep a close eye on the La Vega Lady Pirates who are tipping it off. In San Antonio, I know Ward Whites is on the call to that game. We'll try to get a little uh, little early update while we're on the break, and we'll come back and wrap this one up for a fabulous Friday here on the Press Box at ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 11.30 for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for commercial and industrial projects throughout Central Texas. You'll be a good hands with BP Services. Whether it's new construction project, basic service and repair, or upgrades in service, BP Services electricians will promptly and safely help you with generator installations, parking lot lights, and any and all exterior lighting, motor controls, and maintenance repair operations. Call BP Services today for a free estimate and receive 10% off when you mention this ad. 254-292-8908. License TECL number 33777. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands, Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. It is press box on ESPN Central Texas. A glorious Friday afternoon in Central Texas. The heart of Texas doesn't get much better than being down here in God's country on a beautiful beautiful Friday afternoon. We want to thank our guests, both George Teague from Teague's Take, former safety, the Dallas Cowboys, and Chip Brown from Horns 247. 
Did a great job of jumping on with us today. Uh, La Vega, Lady Pirates, down one late in the first quarter to Dallas Lincoln. Good luck to them. Uh, following us going off at the top of the hour will be J-Mo. J-Mo will take it for an hour, and then it'll be the Matt Mosley Show. Somewhere we're missing another M that goes in there, and that's he's a mutt, but he comes <laughs> on from 3 to 6. And followed by Baylor Bears baseball at 6.15 versus Oral Roberts. Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on the call tonight. For the uh, Baylor Bears baseball game tomorrow, big game with uh, the Jayhawks coming to Waco to play Baylor. I know you guys mentioned it earlier. It's been one of the highest priced tickets that they've had to a uh, to a Baylor basketball game. So good luck to the Bears tomorrow. Uh, big uh, in that big 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 Twelve matchup. Oklahoma State at Texas at one. Iowa State at Central Florida. Texas Tech. At West Virginia, Kansas State at Cincinnati, Houston at OU, and TCU at BYU round out what is a gauntlet of uh, the Big 12 basketball and uh, winding down the conference play headed into the headed into the tournament. Uh, good luck to everybody tomorrow, especially the Bears. Be, it'll be a, it's going to be a good game and a big game to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I know you're looking forward to it, Aaron, because you've already talked about where you're going to eat a little Mexican food tonight. You were flipping the coin and trying to decide which <laughs> uh, which one of those uh, Hispanic recipes you were going to take in. Yeah, we're uh, we are uh, me and Mom are going to enjoy some great Mexican food tonight, and then the big game tomorrow, which important for both these teams as far as seedings because they're both on uh, I just looked at the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi and they're both on the three line but Baylor is the last team on the three line so they're they need to win a couple of games to stay as a three seed I think wouldn't be the end of the world to drop to a four but you know the higher you can get the better absolutely and and I think I think the better off the better off you play, the better off you feel about your team as you go into the Big 12 tournament and then you're also going into the big dance. So you want to be playing the best basketball. You want to be peaking at the right time. And I know that's uh, something Coach Drew will be pointing at uh, as well. I think it's a big game for the University of Texas. With uh, They should handle business with Oak State coming in there at 1 o'clock tomorrow. That one will be on ESPN too. So, uh Good luck to the Longhorns. Good luck to the Cougars against OU. We we want all our Texas teams to win. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, in case you don't know it, I am a true dyed in the wool Texan and root on all our Texas teams. Texas Tech. Good luck against West Virginia, uh, and then TCU going and playing in Provo uh, would be a good game. I think will be a good game. So everybody trying to get where they need to be from a how are we playing and then how well rested is our team going in to uh, the Big 12 tournament. So, again, good luck. You know, I'm going to go back to what George Teague was saying and really appreciate him jumping on with us. I thought it was interesting, Aaron, when he was talking about the medical side. You know, most people don't see that medical side of the combine, of those um, teams, those team doctors, that are working on creating a medical, really, you know, portfolio for you because 
it is very important. I can remember grading Heinz Ward at the University of Georgia. He was a heck of a receiver. I mean, and he, we know what he did uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I will tell you that he had uh, – there was something, and I, I can't – I won't say exactly. There was something wrong in his knee, whether he was missing a certain tendon. There was something there. He was an automatic takeoff of our board, which means we were going to draft him we were not going to draft him regardless of what happened because of his medical history, and we know what he went to do. So there is a lot of times in those type situations you can almost reverse handicap yourself out of taking a player, and it, it, it is crazy in my mind to think that because it's all dependent upon – the beauty being in the eyes of the beholder. Pittsburgh didn't put that much emphasis on the fact that he had, because everybody had the information that, you know, he was missing a certain, and I can't remember what it was. It was something wrong with his meniscus. If it was something wrong with his patella, I can't remember what it was. But it, it caused us as an organization to take him off the board and we know what he did in the NFL. And he, I'm telling you, he was the same guy at Georgia that he was at Pittsburgh. He was a tough move and motion guy. He would crack you. He'd get up and block the safety. I mean, he was an all-around what I considered football player. And it was so, I remember, you know, because I liked him. And when you start liking guys as you're going through the evaluation process, and it comes time to get up on the board and talk about guys. You're one of the, you know, as a position coach that year, I had receivers to look at. And you're one of the guys that wants to get up and present the highlights of the young man. You want to talk about what he does in certain games and college games and how he performed. And then you do all of this work. You put all this stuff together. And then you find out he's an automatic takedown off the board. It really is. It's one of those things. It's one of the, it's one of the toughest pills that I had to swallow um, while I was with the Cowboys. Not the toughest, because Randy Moss was the toughest. Oh, and I'll, uh. we'll, 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 have, uh, we'll certainly have time as we get closer to the draft. I went and spent uh, over a week with Randy Moss. Personally, uh, stayed in West Virginia and uh, – I'll tell that story because it'll forever um, be one of those things that leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. It'll forever be uh, a situation where I think Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization will forever regret not pulling the trigger on Randy Moss, but that's a story for another time. And I do have the, just so I can show it to you, Aaron, I do have the actual write-up the actual scouting report that I wrote, and I'll share that with you, and maybe we can put that out on the – some way we can figure out a way to get that out on the uh, – get that out on our page where folks can read how I saw and what I saw in Randy Moss, the beauties in the eyes of the beholder. That's been the story and the underlying, overlying tone of today's show. we got a lot coming up this weekend, NFL Combine. Baylor Bears basketball, both men's and women's side. Baylor Bears baseball, La Vega Pirates. Good luck to them uh, on on this uh, on this drive to go win 
their state championship for Glenn Stretch Smith, Ward White, Aaron Sexton. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Remember, it doesn't get any better than to be right in the heart of Texas. Doesn't get much better than that, Aaron. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday on the Press Box. Have a blessed day. Baylor Bear Baseball with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball home at Baylor Ballpark this weekend, hosting a three-game series against ORU. Games 